This is Culture Shock, a podcast about life on the border. Recorded live at Borgida Tattoos in Laredo, Texas. This is episode one. Hope you like it. All right, we're here with uh, Chris Contreras, owner and operator, and operator, because that's really cool, of Cafe Dolce here in Laredo, Texas. It makes you sound very professional. Because it's, it's professional. It, it, it's a really cool thing, man. One thing that I like that my wife here says a lot is, if there's one thing that you don't mess with, it's someone's food, man. Very true. You have to have a passion to, to, to work with. Uh, you know, I can, it's, it's an art form, you know? So, like, in any art form, like you can't just, like, throw fucking colors on the canvas and just be like, fuck it. This is art. Well, you, you can. Like, but yes and no, know. yes and no. But, like, it's, it's, it's more of an expression of, like, what you're feeling. So, going back to what you're saying is, you know, in a sense, when you're working with food, if you show up in a pissed-off fucking mood, like people will taste yeah, that you taste because, it man. because you're like fuck this fuck this boom 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 you well, have whatever and you're just like nah, you know, there's no pride and there's no like respect for the medium this is the first episode of culture shock and one of the reasons that I wanted to do this is cuz there's there's a there's a there's a different thing about living on the border it really is something really different and magical and kind of weird man when you're stuck in such a it's a medium-sized city, Laredo, Texas, but it's has a really small town mentality. It, it used to be really conservative, not so much anymore. We're we're not as conservative as a lot of other places, but the perspective that you get in Laredo, as compared to other places, totally different. Food in Laredo Yum. is just different, man. It's it's we have more mom and pop shops opening up. We have more, you know cafes we have more burger joints opening up so that's we one of the flavor things. to it man we, we add our flavor so that's one Absolutely. of the things i want to i want to i want to do basically with this podcast is just i want people to come in and talk about all the different things that they find interesting and wonderful about living on the border and the funny thing is it's not just living on the border it's living in Laredo in particular because we have a lot of people that have come to visit and they are in love with this place and it's super just awesome and you know you have other border towns you have McAllen Brownsville but it's not the same as Laredo you don't get that same flavor you don't get that same feeling when you walk into a restaurant and you see a lady holding a a baby with like dirty diaper and she's making you a <laughs> tortilla you know it's not the same thing so you know yes. what i want uh, one thing I, I really wanted to talk about was this whole um this taco debate man this, uh, this quote-unquote breakfast oh taco. my lord basically what happened was austin was claiming that they were the birthplace of breakfast tacos bullshit and i say breakfast tacos because they were tacos and then San Antonio got mad and was like, no, 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 no. You know, we're the breakfast place of breakfast tacos. So this whole time they're, they're you know, and I, I remember reading that it was like the guy in Austin that, that claimed this was like some food uh, writer from like some Austin magazine or something. Some dipshit. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to say dipshit because, I mean, maybe he, he knows a lot about food, but he doesn't know a damn thing about tacos. And if he does, you know, he's really wrong, man. Like <laughs> his opinion is wrong. So in the radio, we caught on mariachis. Funny story about that, man. First time I ever moved here, I went to Taco Palenque. I drive up to the little 
booth thing, and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to order two tacos, bean and cheese, whatever. Uh, those mariachis, eh, frijol and queso. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, mariachis? No, I didn't ask. I, like, literally, I mean, I was probably <laughs> I like, like, I don't like, need those mañanitas like, right now. Guitars and shit. But, <laughs> no, literally, I was, I was like 19 years the old. And the I was like, and shit. <laughs> what are you? And I was super confused. And it's, I mean, my Spanish is really bad now, but back then it was almost non existent. And I'm like, mariachis? No. <laughs> Two tacos. And the la- lady's like, okay, See? those mariachis that can pull up. And I was like, what the fuck? And I don't remember who I was with, one, <laughs> one of my friends. And he's like, yeah, man, that's what they call them down here. Breakfast tacos are called mariachis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? That's so weird. It's just the culture of Laredo, man. And I think that it's amazing. I've never heard that anywhere else. There's so no. many things that happens here that, yeah. that I've never heard of before. Absolutely. And it, it just makes it that much more awesome, man. Like, it makes it that much cooler. I don't know, man. What makes a good taco? Because you know what? Honestly, man, Austin and San Antonio, sure, man, they're tacos. Technically, they're tacos. And you know what? They're they might edible. be good. Yeah, they might be good, man. Some aren't. There are so many good places in Laredo to get breakfast, Name some, tacos, man. People are listening mariachis. to this. They want to know where to go, man. Dude, uh, Rocha, like, Rocha your, El Catan? Like three, three favorite, it, man. Three favorite places. Where is okay, that place? Here we go. First and foremost... Rocha El Catan. And I'm just asking because I want to go. Like, I want to know <laughs> where these places Rocha are. Rocha so El Catan, that motherfucker, like, he packs that taco, dude. And where's this place at? It's on, uh, it's downtown, uh, on Houston Street. As a matter of fact, this guy's about, he just, I think he might have already opened up his breakfast taco food truck on oh, Jarvis Plaza. Man, I love it that they're starting to do that. Dude, yeah, it's making he's going to be over. He told me, he's like, you know what, I'll be open from, like, 7 to 11, and then I'll go to my restaurant for lunch. This guy's dedicated, nice, man. Nice, man. Good tacos. He has a, a uh, fucking lengua and salsa taco, mm. dude. That is so <laughs> delicious, man. It's so it's amazing. Okay, second, uh, tra, uh, Tlaquepaque. Oh yeah, yeah. man, Tlaquepaque. Dude, sure. dude, those guys way. pride themselves for having the best mariachis in Laredo, and it's it's kind of true. Yeah, man, they're I mean, huge. Dude, I've, I've never had a a, a tortilla that, that was that just huge and packed and just wow. It was and amazing. Yeah, yeah that, that bullshit about like scrambled eggs with a little strip of bacon. Come on, man. Yeah, That's man. bullshit, yeah. man. I want you to take time and, like, cut the bacon in the fucking yeah, man. egg, dude. No bullshit. I want, I want like, my Paul- yes. dude, You know what, man? Uh, dude, it, but it depends on which one. Which Paulitas, man? 359. They're, 359. And you yeah. know what, man? I say Arkansas, man. Mm. Which is, I think is about the same thing. Like, both of those places I mean, are first about... first one is... Uh, it's no, too packed. Yeah, it's too big. And they're always uh, just... They're kicking yeah. out those tacos, man, like, yes. left and right. Yes. So they, they don't give that time I like that house. That little house in yeah, 359. Man. When I go to La Pulga, I always stop and get fucking breakfast tacos there. Mariachis. That's yeah. my thing about tortillas. I've noticed. The tortilla has to be... It's one or the other, man. It's either dense and a little bit of crispy where because they, they cook it where it's right. like just nice and, and thick. Or it has to be soft with a little bit of that flour because they don't want it to stick. It has to be one or the other. There's really no in between. And in between is like, oh yeah, man, I get H E B tortillas and I and I, I cook them on my comat. And that's that they're good, but it's it's kinda like that's the all right, man. Th- this is good. But when you get them one way or the other, like it's like amazing. It's life changing how Dude. awesome that makes it. Yes, I've I've had, you know, tacos and um what breakfast tacos in fucking San Antonio, Austin, but Dude, like honestly, yeah, I, I I don't I know they're not gonna be as good. Yeah. So w- when I want breakfast in the morning, when I'm in Austin, San Antonio, anywhere, Marfa, whatever fuck I go to, like I don't get a breakfast taco. Yeah. I'll go and get I don't know a diner. Yeah, you know, which is equally yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah, I'll get some fucking pancakes and bullshit. You know, what's so. the what's come close 
you know, to to having like, you know, a, a good taco here and in, you know, wherever in Pittsburgh or in fucking Chicago or wherever you'd gone. Like what's come close where you're like, oh, that was that was all right. That was pretty decent for this area. OK, you know what, man? I mean, yeah, I really want to know now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> OK. One time um, we were in Austin, woke up hungover as shit. And my girl, my one of my friends, you know, she took us to, to get a breakfast taco and a drive through place. I forgot the name of the place. And you never if I remembered, I wouldn't say it. Um, but holy shit, man, that was the worst breakfast taco I've ever had in my fucking life <laughs> in Austin. And I was like, Jesus Christ. You know what? I, we used to live in Austin. We used to live in Austin for like about four or five years. And you know what? I had to make my own breakfast tacos in the morning. That's what's up, was there, man. Was yeah. there a particular spot that you would go to that only had that ing- those, you know, that kind of ingredients? We're, to make that no, the truth is you I, went to Whole Foods. In, no, no, no. In, oh yeah, dude. No, I, no, I went to H E B. Fiesta, the, dude. You don't, you don't realize how spoiled we are in Laredo when it oh, comes yeah, to breakfast man. tacos. Yeah. We are fucking spoiled because every stripes has the Laredo Taco Company, blah blah blah. So that like, you can go and get a coffee, get gas, and get tacos in the morning. Well, yeah. you know, another thing so, I want to I want to talk about is um, Taco Council. Where? Oh, uh, right, 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 right. I guess somebody, uh, somebody's writing like a uh, some kind of article or something for a magazine, or they're they're writing a book about it, I, whatever it is. And it's like uh, they, they every they, they pick basically one person for every uh, I guess like spot in Texas that's considered I guess big enough to have a person. Rep- so yeah, there's Go. this there's this Taco Council, and it, it's it's kind of like a. Uh, Man, you know what? What do they do? I don't know what they do. Dude, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. You know what's funny, man? Like number n- number one, I I don't care. Number <laughs> yeah, two, I, I didn't care bullshit, enough to man. look up yeah. what they do. Man, I don't know. It just it's not even the fact that it's like a, a taco council. It's a fact that it's like, you know, Austin, bro. Yeah. San Antonio. What other cities are are represented there? Here, like real real quick, you know, going back to uh, talking about the whole like Austin with San Antonio debate. I I kind of like. I, I was reading this shit as it was like you know happening and whatnot, and I was just kind of like, this is kind of stupid. It, dude, it was really stupid. And, and, it was and, really and ridiculous. like I think it was like a like a, a chef like, oh, I'm gonna challenge a San Antonio chef to make the best taco, and blah blah blah. And I was like, I kind of like how like no one in Laredo was stepping up to the plate because they kind of know like hmm, let them we don't fucking need fuck to do around. It. Yeah. We don't need to do. I mean, dude, it. We don't. I mean, uh, like we I don't mean, need a fucking council. In my be- in my opinion, it's not maybe not the best opinion, but one of the better chefs that I've ever met in my life is Chano, man. I oh. mean, I've eaten some stuff that I'm just like, holy crap. I mean, yeah. Chano has Chano's patio. Yeah, he's, props to Chano. You know, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing chef. And uh, one thing I like about that guy is is you know what, man? He he knows how to make a taco, man, and he knows how to do a lot of good things. He's got a lot of passion in his food, and, and that's one thing that he does yes. do is have a lot of passion in his food. And but that's one, what you need. One of the things that I like was knowing him and knowing how he is, and. Uh, I know that he wouldn't have given two thoughts of this whole thing. He would have been like, that's good for them, good for them. See you later. It's like watching yes. children fight yes. about who's going to get the table. Exactly. Uh, who's going to get the better seat at the children's table. Laredo has a passion, man. It's a really, uh, it's more passionate than, than Cowboys football down here, man. And, you know, I'm talking about making carne, man. Oh, carne yeah. asadas, dude. Oh, you don't fuck around all with day, my, uh, all day, my recipe. And the thing is, all you know what I, I really day. like? I like that one of the things about, about uh, 
Laredo carne, Laredo in general, just has this, 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 like, they get emotional about it, man. Like, yeah. one, and it's always going to be a fight. It's like, no, I never do anything. I only mesquite. <laughs> and then there's like another guy who's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, if you're going to get mesquite, it has to be mesquite that you get from the rancho. You can't get it <laughs> at a store. You have to go cut it yourself. And it's like, dude, it's, you're going to burn it. No, but it's a different flavor, man. And, <laughs> and it's 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 so weird because who else gets passionate about cutting who, up fucking wood to who burn? Who was yes. fucking pissed that there was a burn ban and thought that we couldn't? Yeah, dude, it, was, was, a, it was a rumor. You, you know what? <laughs> I had to ask Facebook. I'm like, is this shit for real? <laughs> and that was the thing that drove me nuts, man. Because you know what? You know, Facebook tells me the truth, right? You know, nah, it was ridiculous. I read that <laughs> it's on Facebook. It's true, man. I read that I, article. Yeah, of course, I read the article, <laughs> and the first thing I read was. There's a burn ban in outlying counties. And it said it really close, really, really clear. I mean, counties, you know, which means not in the city limits. Oh, everybody had a shit fit, freaking out, talking about, oh, well, you know, how are you going to take cottages away from, you know, Laredo Inns? And I'm just like, oh, guys, read, read, man. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not asking to do you anything know, special. Just you know read. who came as the savior for all that? Who's that? Gordiloca. Nice. Are you serious? Man? Yeah, I didn't read she it. she went out and she was like, "Hey, uh, I needed to call the authorities and just make sure." And she, you know, she for, went out for, and said, "I don't that, want to know. start a riot or anything, you know." So you know, try to prevent for, a riot. Uh, let me be. I guess this is going to be a little bit more like a, a, a poetic thing. Man. I have never been to a place where you can drive into a certain neighborhood on a Sunday afternoon, like say at Chacon, which is somewhere you know going towards the south of Laredo, and you know it could be four or five in the afternoon. You drive up, you roll down your windows because it literally will look like there's fog. Yeah. And you're like, man, weather's kind of funky. I got a story. You roll down the windows and it's nothing but mesquite smoke everywhere. Oh, I thought you were going to say weed. Sweet. Delicious. Nah. <laughs> okay. Dude, this is, more, okay. this is a much more delicious smell than weed, man. <laughs> and you, and you, you smell this mesquite and you, and you look out the windows and it's literally just the whole... Not even neighborhood, because, I mean, Chacon's a pretty big neighborhood, man. But it's like the whole area, like the every surrounding neighborhood just it's like a block grilling party. up, man. But in their own, black, yeah, in their own backyards, the backyard, it's you know. amazing. Dude, yeah. that Savoya on that fucking hot oh. grate. Yeah, man. Forget oh. it, man. Forget it. And, and you know what? And everybody Forget has it. their own little rituals when it comes down to it. Like, they, they you know, oh, I, I clean the grill. I use the, the onion. I do this. I do that. And it's called it's, seasoning. Seasoning the grill, man. <laughs> so, yeah, are, are there any? So, I'll, I'll I'll throw out a little ritual of, of myself that my dad gave me, and and I don't know why it you know it works. It works. I don't I don't know why. Funny, and we're gonna talk about that a little uh, while. A little little. Superstition, oh, so then should man. I? Should no, I? No, no, you okay. go ahead, man. It goes so, along with it. And it's um, you know, we do our seasoning and all that stuff, right? And you marinate it, but when you marinate it, like when you're gonna leave it in the fridge for a little while, you roll it up. You roll up the fajita. Oh, yeah, man. We do and that. And you just fucking, you know, just... Yeah. That, that's but I think the, that's, that's like a is common that a sense common thing. thing? You know? Yeah, I do it. I, I just... I learned it from my dad, and I just kept on doing it. Yeah, no, I you do know? it, man. I got a quick story real quick. You know, we come down as much as we could, you know, for, uh, you know, holidays, you know, Christmas. And we're driving down 35 southbound, coming down to Laredo. And all of a sudden, like, we literally see the city. And it looks foggy as fuck <laughs> all right like there's a fucking a haze a cloud of, of something and i'm like dude what's going on in laredo you know and, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're like, and it's christmas so it's christmas eve what the fuck is, it, <laughs> is the city burning or what the it's shit dude like there's the a, apocalypse. a, a there, there's a heavy cloud 
of, of, it, of, of es- fog. Especially when it's cold out. I it's th- like, yeah. Mm. I thought it was fog. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, like the Rio Grande or whatever, the shit was going on. As we get closer, we get towards, like, you know, into the city and roll the fucking windows down. Godness, Sada, left yeah, and right, man. man. I ain't fucking around, dude. This cloud was so fucking dense, man. And we're going to my mom's house. Clearly, she's baked. <laughs> she, they were doing kind of saw there too, all right? So, like, we're driving by and we're going to the neighborhood and blah, blah. And, like, you just smelled it from every direction. It's amazing, man. It's amazing how. It was, dude, I was, like, I was dumbfounded. I was like, holy shit. The whole fucking city right now is, is literally yeah, man. grilling out. I mean, honestly, for Christmas, we Crazy. don't, we, we don't, like, our, our uh, I guess our tradition is we don't make, you know, Christmas turkey or ham. Oh, we, hell we, no. We cook outside. I make, uh, we make fajita. Tripas. Oh, mm. the, the, yeah, yeah, no, we oh, didn't tripas. <laughs> on. I'm not down with Like, are you that guy who keeps it simple and it's like, uh, you know, salt, pepper, pepper, lemon. Salt, pepper, lime. You know, or do you have like a secret weapon that's not so secret? Pretty basic, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty basic when it comes down to making, a, you know, fajitas, chicken on the grill. I mean, I use a lot of orange pepper. Uh, local spices from La India. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, lemon pepper is actually, it's literally my seasonal. Lemon pepper on anything. That's what's up, man. It's, it's fantastic. But I get my shit from La India. La India Packing Company yes. is amazing, man. That it's restaurant amazing. is probably one of the most, it's the, the, the it's hidden secret, gem. It's exactly the secret little hidden gem of Laredo. Yes, man. it is. It is. It's only open for, you know, for lunch and whatnot. So we're in bracket of time. That I've, I've, have you ever been there, no. Jerry? Dude, no. Okay, so check this out, man. The, the first time I ever went there, it's literally a little house that has the La India logo on the front. Yeah. And you have to walk up to the door and you, <laughs> and the lady opens a little door, creak, and then she like lets you in. Let your ass in, dude. Yes. And it's but weird. that's for the spices, right? Well, well, that's the thing. You walk into the actual place, and it looks like a little house. Yes. And they open up the door, and it's like two racks full of spices. And every spice. I've been to the, spi- the, to the spice store well, one. It's the same thing. So it's the same you, shit. You, yeah, you, same shit. Keep, oh, okay. you keep walking in, and it's a restaurant to oh, the back. Oh, no shit. Yeah, you walk in, and you, and you go to the first right, and they have like a like little, little table. Little ta- table. They have about five tables in there. But. It For literally me. looks like some like some grandma's mm-hmm. yeah. living like little house, man, where you're eating it. Your your thing is basically just lemon pepper, and and you know, what else? Sometimes I get crazy and orange, and, and, pe- orange, orange pepper, right? Well, so you know what? It, it, it all boils down to, um, I guess, growing up, and the way I got into like, I guess my interest in cooking food, it boils down to canasada. You yeah, know, man. Like, you know, that's like how my, it is my, for a lot of people. Yeah, right? I do. My, my my dad would fucking cook out. My grandfather would cook out for us and whatnot. And it was always just like seeing what they're doing. And my dad would always be like, "Hey, here's the recipe. This is the one. This is what you gotta like, do. Pay attention." For the and you're like ten. Yeah, 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 for real. And like he'd be like, "Okay, so you're gonna put some soy sauce, orange juice, and salt, and blah blah blah." Add some vodka. Crap. Here's and, a drink. And, now and, I'm gonna and, make and, the and, and, orange and, and, juice. And, and, Yes. Yeah, citrus, man. It yes. breaks down the meat. Tenderizes yes. it yeah, for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, no, and I've never used the orange juice. And, and there, there's, a, there's a few other things they put in there, but, you know, it's just a Contreras recipe. I can't give it up no. now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, I mean, like, uh, seeing them doing it and whatnot, we, we have a, what we call the Contreras barbecue sauce as well. Nice. I ain't going to tell you what it is, you know, but um, that, that was actually the first thing I ever, ever did on my own. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. 
and cooked and, and actually like that was the first time that I literally got on the stove and like made it. I might have been about twelve years old. From that point yeah, on, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, from that point on, I was you know what, like I like I like doing this. Dude, here's the thing. Um, there, there's that, okay, in my life, you know, and as far as what, what I work, you know, I, I work, uh, you know, have it be like food or um, baking. So there's just two, two differences. Baking is a fucking science. Yeah, You definitely. have to get that shit right or you'll fuck it up. You can't just like freestyle. And the thing is, with cooking, it's all freestyle. Yeah, man. It's all freestyle. It's all chemi. It's yeah. all freestyle, man. And, and if you fuck it up, you can't fuck it no, up. No, you know what? You laugh, but that's, no, that, I love that's it. a really that's I love a, it. A, a, a thing that they people uh, say a lot, that it's true that you're you're trying to mix two random things that have nothing to do with each other, yes. and you're putting them together. I've seen Chop, bro. I've seen Chop, too. It's like, yeah, man, let me have this really nasty-ass shit, and I'm going to make it amazing. Yeah. Was it the... Uh, the Rascuacha show. I mean, like, well, yeah, well, 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 for our special events, you know, I'll... I'll um, I guess I'll create a special event, a special, I'm um, sorry, uh, menu. And that's kind of like what I call it, the mamalon menu. You nice. know, so I, I kind of like... I do those tacos, whatever it was yeah, that you I, put I, in there were amazing. I kind of shine and, and kind of like do what I do for my friends. But then, you know what, you know, I'll do it for, you know, for the for the public yeah, that shows man. up to the events. Um, it was, you know, it was different things. You know, I have like a huilacoche quesadilla. You know, the tostada that you did too. On point. What? Huila coche. What is huila coche? Huila coche is what I call the uh, Mexican truffle. It's basically a fungus that grows on a corn. Oh, yeah, man. So it's like a a black little button, you know, and it's it's a little better. A little earthy. Yes, but I I cut it with mushrooms, make it savory. Wow. Like Saudi, uh, or my, Where do you my, buy this? You can get it here in the States, man. The thing is, it's expensive here. So um, my girl goes to Mexico every once in a while. Oh, so when so she does, she goes to Shedrawi and she'll get me something for cheap, you know. So it's all good. Nice. You know, uh, for, for special events, I'll have that kind of menu. Um, what else do I do? I do uh, the, the carnitas tacos, you know. Yeah, and man. It's, it's the, carn- the carnitas tacos is a funny story because I actually, the, uh, the recipe for that, I'll give it to anyone. I don't give a shit. I fucking <laughs> I, I, I I literally made that recipe because about two years ago, um, they were trying to do this like Laredo fusion something. And it was it's, it was like kind of like um a way for a, a friend of ours uh yeah, there you go, Frontera Fusion. Frontera Fusion. And it was something where like um a friend of ours, Sandro Taylor, was trying to bring down, you know, some some higher ups, you know, in the in the mm. Texas Commission to like fund to get more money for like a Tamanadro, you know, make it like a you know, happening place. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, she brought down these guys from like fucking a Texas commission of blah, 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 entertainment. And she's like, you know, Chris and Val, would you guys be interested in, you know, hosting like um, a cooking class? And I'm like, dude, I've never done a cooking class before. She's like, no, say, do whatever you, you can do. But it's got to involve a mocajete. A mocajete. Yeah. Man, that right there, bro. Yeah. So now, let me let me pause you in that part, <laughs> real, real just for five seconds, man. That's probably one of the when we moved into our uh, house, like you know, a couple of years ago, uh, our first house. That was probably one of the first things I bought, man. And I was just like, I love morcajete, I love bro. It. Like yes. there's there's nothing that you can't do in a fucking morcajete. Man. Exactly. You know, you're you're exactly. you're. Your aguacate that you're making, like your salsita, whatever it 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 just tastes 
totally different. And and, yeah. and it's funny because, uh, you know, it, there's a reason for it. It's probably a really good scientific reason. But, you know, when you get cilantro and you cut it up and you throw it in your, you know, salsa or, or your pico de guy or whatever, it's cut up. And, and the, the act of cutting it up makes it more flavorful. But when you throw it in that morcajete and you crush it and you yes. smash it and it opens up and it's like you can put half the amount that you usually put and it's like, damn, man. Yes. So, yeah, Absolutely. anyways, I just I just got really no, like, dude, I got, dude, I got dude, goosebumps about morcajetes, bro. Woo. Dude, that's what's up. So then, like, for me, it was more of uh, using the morcajete to grind up spices. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So it's another thing you can do with it. So... So you had to do a cooking class that had to have a molcajete. Yes. Gotcha. So I was Did like, you know what? Did they give everybody a molcajete that was there? Yeah. yeah. Do, you know what I just I realized? I showed that with spices. Like a, a real one. The, 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 yeah. Pre the real, real one. Yes. The one from pre, Mexico. Pre-season right. and everything. The ones, and, and obviously, like, they're, they're working in conjunction with a uh, basket and pottery down, the, I guess, the, um, the class in uh, Vegas Imports. Oh, nice. So we did it there. Nice setting. Gorgeous. Yeah, Beautiful right. setting. Anyway, so I mean, like we, uh, I, I, I say, you know what? Let me come up with something that's gonna be kind of like more or less, you know, like interior Mexico, you know, not 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 more like frontera cuisine, Tex-Mex. Yeah. I wanted to be like genuine interior Mexican cuisine. So I say, you know what? Let me research and see what kind of spices they use. You know, not more, not, not necessarily a rub, but more coming something where I can like braise something into. So I kind of say, you know what? All right. There's a lot of cinnamon, coriander, obviously cumin, you know, and blah, 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 all these other spices. Damn, man. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get everything whole. I'm not going to get anything grounded. I'm going to grind the shit Damn, on my own. Man. On the yeah. mocajete. I called La India. They provided me all the spices. Yeah, that's awesome. I did it. Yeah. Did it. I, I fucking, I, I slow cooked on a crock pot of uh, fucking, some, some fucking uh, shoulder, some pork shoulder. Three hours. Test, tested it. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was awesome. like, you know what? This is where it's at. This is where it's at. For the cooking class, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So I showed everyone. Everyone got a mocajete. Everyone got their own portion of spices. Everyone had to, like, literally. Put some elbow grease yeah, in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. You know what? Vigorously, just, like, break it down. Break <laughs> it down. And as you're doing it, smell it. Yeah, man. Take it in. Take it in. And there, and, and there it might have been about. How old was the <sighs> class? It's about 10 people, 90%. White folks. So Wait, they were. Dude, man, you ever think about it? Like, I just changed these people's lives by showing them one yes. little tiny dude, thing, man. Dude, a yes. And for people that yes. don't know, I mean, there might be people who don't know what a morcajete is. It's yeah. literally a big piece of what is it, volcanic rock? It's a volcanic, volcanic rock, rock yeah. That, yeah. That's, exactly. That's been hollowed out yes. with, with, with four little feet. Yeah. And a huh. big, huge rock <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's shaped like an egg that you're yeah. supposed to crush things in. How do you season a morcajete? I've never, I don't know this. I don't know how to do it. You know what? Look here, Val. Val, I've been we, telling we you, have, there's a mic here. Val, Val, Val's Valerie here with us from Cali Dolce. And talk about this. Chris's wife, who's the 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 second uh, part of the of the team for Cafe Dolce, is going to help us out. Telling us how how do you season a uh, a morcajete? I actually forgot. No, <laughs> that was my that was my part. Get off of the, the mic. Cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you you basically just grab some salt. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, rice. Rice, yes. And, and and just vigorously just break it in. Just break it in. Break hmm. it in. Break it in. You want to make it smooth. Kind of kind of like 
bring like out. you're filling up all those little holes. Basically, like there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember this. Okay, so <laughs> after you said the rice, go ahead. Actually, the molcajeta doesn't actually get seasoned until so many uses yeah. of the molcajeta. But oh. you guys are somewhere. Yes, with the rice for yes. like about an hour, your arm hurts. It feels like it's gonna fall off. For and an hour. It's about 30 minutes. Damn. Come on, it's not about an hour. So after a few uses, you never want to use soap on that molcajete? No. Never, hmm. never, never. What do you clean it with then? You actually just clean it with like a Paper warm, water. like a uh-huh, wet like rag or water, but never soap because you want it to stay, you know, with those spices because those spices. Here's the funny thing that you just, you inadvertently gave away the secret to everybody's most awesome food experience in the world. And here's the thing that's really funny. You season a molcajete by using it and wiping it down, but not really cleaning it. You're wiping it down. Mm-hmm. And it, like, imagine, off topic for a second, the most delicious pizza you've ever had in your life. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, man, there's a guy who, you know, he makes the dough. He, he puts the stuff on it. And he puts it in the oven. Why is that pizza so good? It ain't the fucking dough. Because, I mean, the dough is just, you know, flour and fucking salt and shit. It's that stone. It's that fucking oven, man, that you know for a fact that a guy has not cleaned in like 20 years. South <laughs> Pizza, man, that's exactly what it is. The guy never cleans that oven. You know he gives it a, a, a nice little wipe down. but Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's like he puts that pizza in there. And, you know, it's hot. He's Putting stuff in there, but damn, man, that pizza is amazing. And why? Because that shit's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I it, yeah. but and because yeah. th- that makes me think that there was a story that somebody was telling me about their grandparents, and this person had a a sartén, cast iron mm. skillet, a man. Yeah, and it was and it was seasoned because I mean the thing had been around since like 1962. The grandfather would eat food that was so spicy that over the years the sartén whatever you put in it that pan whatever you'd cook you could cook an egg would come out the most spiciest damn thing ever and it it was so seasoned with whatever habaneros jalapenos whatever it is that they use in there that the lady got to the point where she literally had to cook outside so she had a stove outside of the backyard of her house to cook her husband's food because the it was just so spicy and nasty and smelly. I mean, you cook jalapenos inside on a, on a skillet. It, you know, a little butter. You throw some jalapenos, throw it on top of your hamburger or top of your tacos, and it's the most pungently terrible, hurts and stings your eyes, but tastes so delicious. And this lady's doing this every day for like 40 years Whoa. that she literally had to do it outside. And that, that sartén, when the, the señor ended up dying, um, they didn't know what to do with it. Because they couldn't give it to any of the kids because the kids didn't want it because everything you cooked in it was like the most <laughs> spiciest fucking thing in the world. I want to know where that damn sartén is, and I want it because that's amazing. Love it. That's the beauty of a, a cast iron, you know? Like, you you um, you get you, you buy one brand new. Obviously, you got to season it. A little bit of oil. Other than Mexico, where do you think the best place to get the cast iron skillet would be? I, 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 know. I don't know, man. I, I, you I, know? I, I, I know, bro. I, I'm just wanting to see what he says. I ain't going to front, man. I mean, I, I got a fucking French lecrousette. You know, I'm saying, uh, other than Mexico, the best place to find a cast iron skillet would always be the Pulga, man. That's like the best place in the world. You can find more. From the Guadalupe one? Yeah, man, because the Guadalupe one has 
cast iron skillets. It has molcajetes. You know what they have there that's amazing? They have that, I can't remember the name for it, where they make that Mexican hot chocolate with that little uh, thing that looks like a top oh, made out of wood. yeah. And you spin it with your hands, and it like makes it all foamy and stuff. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. You, I do. You, you, I don't get out much, I do. Yeah, apparently, well, for food. I guess not, man. Well, there, there was, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it, it's a contraption, and basically it's, it's a, a wooden ball yeah. that has a really long handle. And at the bottom of the wooden ball, it has like a, an O-shaped piece of wood that, that's like it jiggles uh-huh. around. And it has all these weird little cuts in it. It's got like wedges. Yeah, yeah wedges. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to get that uh, chocolate abuela, that, yeah, that yeah, old the, lady the, chocolate. Yeah. And uh, um, the, you, you melt it down and you put it in some uh, milk. And you get this wooden handle thing and you shove it into the milk, uh, the chocolate milk, and you spin it with your hands. And as you're spinning it, it's just basically uh, foaming up that milk and making it like really rich and mixing up the chocolate. And it's supposed to be the, uh, the, 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 the myth behind it is that it was the drink of uh, Wakasuma, that that's what mm. his favorite drink was. And that actual uh, wooden dowel ball thing is what they would use to make his drink. So that was that that was the thing. And I mean it's been around for I mean, Jesus man, for as long as I can remember. Well thank you very much, Chris, for coming out and doing this with us for this first episode. I'm I really appreciate it, man. I'm really glad that you came out and talked to us about all this stuff. And I want everybody to go to your place and check it out and eat awesome food, man. Thank you, man. You're a sweetheart. Thanks so much. Pasta is to die for there. Yeah, man. Thank you, Jay. The macaroni, man. I love that. Ooh, the macaroni. Who who does not like macaroni? Oh, I love some good macaroni. Oh, man, that's ridiculous, I make it from scratch. Not for a lack of better guests is what I basically was going to say. We have my wife, actually, Brenda Rodriguez. When I thought about talking about superstitions and talking about, you know, Mexican-American superstitions is because she has told me some of the most... Weirdest not, shit. Yeah, most of the weirdest shit I've ever heard, man. And As a superstition? Yeah, like man. In, like yeah, man. border stuff? And it's funny because, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the years, and I've heard a lot of different stuff over the years, you know? And like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, like the... You know, I have clients that come in and they, you know, they'll walk in and they'll throw their purse on the floor. And, you know, you'll have an older lady who's like, no, no, don't do that. You know, and it's like, no, dude, come on. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of different stuff over the years that we, it's just one of those things. It's common knowledge that we all know. But damn, if I have not heard some of the craziest stuff only come from my wife because she's got a really good memory number one but number two it's like man she really you know had one of those childhoods that were you know i was raised by my grandma so that says it all <laughs> exactly do you believe in all this stuff like in the, in some of the superstitions i don't know if i believe in it now like as in retrospect as an adult like i look back and i'm like okay as a kid i believed it and i did it but it's like abe said earlier like these things become habit so i go i you know as i'm getting older I do these things without necessarily thinking like, okay, I believe this is true. Like it's I do just the whole, I do the cross thing whenever a cat. Do you, know, you really? Yes, <laughs> I do it. But 
You know what? I guess I do believe in it. Not yeah, yeah man. I, guess, I mean, because yeah. that's that's that for some reason. It's, I, you it's, know what? I guess to be safe, I don't not believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like if something happens, cool. If something doesn't happen, if it didn't, didn't happen, out, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm safe. I you did know, the yeah. right thing. And, and that's that's. I mean, but that's a pretty common one. Everybody does the well, not everybody, but a lot of people do like the black cat crossing your path, and you you do a cross on the windshield in your car when you're driving. You know, I have never heard this in my life. And hearing her say it was like, like it was mind blowing. It was like, wait, what? The rain thing? The rain thing. Yeah. Growing up, we, well, I lived with my grandparents. And uh, every time it rained, my grandma would have us, we were little. We were all a bunch of kids. My cousins, we all lived in the same little two bedroom house. I was about seven years old and I'm the oldest of all my cousins. And they're all like six, five, four, you know, we go, go down like that. And uh, she'd have us all grab knives, butter knives, things like that, go outside and and cut the water. And we'd have to say, que se corte el agua, as we were doing it, <laughs> so that the water can stop, so she can either go back to work, go to the bingo, whatever she was going to go on her day. But, but did it work? You know what? I think, I remember one remember. time specifically, it did, and I was just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> mind blow, my grandma is like awesome. Like, as you were cutting the, yeah, the we water. Yeah, we were cutting it and just like it just faded out. Stuck. So coincidence, Man. maybe. See, but, but that's what I'm saying. I I, ne- I had never heard of that before in my life. I've never like, heard of that. I've never and, heard of it. And I would attest that to just a small storm that just yeah, was passing which by. Is, I mean, but you know, as most rational, normal people right. would. But seriously, when you think about it, when you're like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, it's And your amazing. grandma, the authority figure, yeah, is telling man. you, you need to go outside and cut the water. Man, with I, a knife. What? Yeah. Okay, Shit grandma, I fucking you, do. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, the weirdest one that I think now, I, I find it really, really weird that we actually did it, was every time we had, like, a stomach ache, my grandfather would have us put our own saliva in our belly button, and they'd pour salt in our belly button, and we'd had to lay there so that the stomach gate can pass. Now, I don't remember wow, if it worked man. or not because I was really little, but we did it. You've got a stomach ache, lay down. That's like on par with like Vicks and Sprite. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know. That one to me was just like, now that I think about it, it's really, really weird. Speaking of belly, I found that uh, if you watch a lunar eclipse during your pregnancy, your baby will have a cleft palate. Yes, the cleft palate. Really? I've yeah, never that's heard of a, that that's a Hispanic superstition here that endangers your, uh, your baby. The one that I remember, the one superstition I remember that was really funny growing up was, um, you know, say you're washing dishes and you drop a spoon. Step on it. Really? See, I n- I've never heard that before. You step on it because there's a female coming, a female visitor. Well, yeah, if you don't well, want someone to come by, yeah. you step on it. Really? See, I didn't know that, but I, I remember if you drop a spoon, it's a female. If you drop a fork, it's a male. Only saying because the spoon's round as a you know female vagina and forks a are fucking fork. Fork is fucking Just phallic, phallic, you know. <laughs> and um, but I've never heard the step on it thing. So and they don't come. You step on it so they don't come if over. If you don't want any you don't guests, want visitors, yeah. you, s- you step on it. If okay. you don't, you know, I guess if you don't give a shit, just leave it. And okay, <laughs> someone's coming yeah, I feel over. Like so just <laughs> I clean the living room. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I, I see that. I'm telling you, that's just ridiculous. I've never heard that before in my life. And that's awesome. And the funny thing, uh, tell me, you, we were talking earlier about this before we did this. And, and you were telling me about you have a professor that was talking about how a lot of these things aren't, um, they're wrongly associated as, as Mexican culture, and they're not. And it's not yeah. a cultural thing. It's more of a, a subcultural thing, which makes a little bit more sense, but it's more of a... Um, it's more universal. 
yeah, but like the black cat, everybody knows about don't let a black cat cross your path. I mean, it's been one of those things where you see it in, uh, you know, it's an old European, old world thing where, you know, they celebrated fall harvests and, oh, black cats were considered the devil, you know, and that's just one of those things. But the fact that as Mexicans or Mexican-Americans, we put the cross on the windshield when we're driving in our car and we see a black cat, which is really weird because I had never heard of that before I, I, I moved here. I don't think it's just like also just the Mexican thing, but it's like going back to the whole, it's like a Laredo thing. Like Laredo. Yeah, I had never just, heard of that before. Just turn shit yeah, into their own shit. Like we just fucking put our own little fingers in it and now it's something <laughs> totally fucking different and it means the world to someone. You don't fucking do it, you're dead, motherfucker. You fucking <laughs> do that cross. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of weird, man. It is kind of weird. And, and you know, another thing that I, I, I remember growing up and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get like one of, you know, itchy palms and my mom or my grandmother was like, don't scratch it. And, and I'm, as a kid, I'm just kind of like, what are you talking about? And they're like, when your palm itches, it means that you have money coming. And you if you coming. itch it, it's, it's not gone. Coming. It's not going to come. And I always thought that was really funny. And this is me growing up in, like, you know, Corp is Robstown area. And it it's so funny that it's, you know, moving to Laredo, it, it's literally everybody does it. Everyone here knows the same thing. Well, you or you don't scratch it, but you, like, yeah, slap, you slap it. it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and you don't have to have somebody else slap it, right? You oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, yeah. And that's a super Laredo thing. You don't scratch it. You slap it. And you don't slap it. It's someone else that slaps it. Yeah, exactly. It's super weird. Yeah, well, if you think the shit that I fucking come up with is weird, <laughs> my best friend, Vicky, her, she fucking blows my mind. Like, uh, we, I had a... Back in the day, I had, like, a cramp in my neck or, or something, like a crick in my neck. And I was, like, you know, rubbing, and I was like, in a lot of pain. And she's like, oh, go get your brother's underwear. And I was like, what the what? fuck is that? For what? <laughs> and she's like, go get dirty men's underwear. You roll it up, and you put it behind your neck. And that's supposed to get rid of the wow. crick in your neck. And this is coming from her mom. Her mom is Mexican as fuck, and oh, she's her mom's fucking awesome, amazing. Though. But, <laughs> yeah, when she told me that, I was just like, cochina. I'm like, this? <laughs> like... But yeah, I had never heard of that. Did you do what it? it? Fuck no, I didn't. Oh, I was about to say, Pinche did you do it? <laughs> what about uh, the power of the upside down broom? Your our abuelita always said to place an upside down broom behind the entryway door to keep unwanted guests and demons out of the home. Damn, I've never heard that. No, one. I've heard of the mirror and the the you know the glass of water behind oh, the yeah, door. Oh yeah, the glass of water. Yeah, the one. glass of water is one in here also to yeah, ward off we demons. Did that. It's supposed to. It's supposed to purify people that come through the door, and the glass of water is supposed to like take away all that bad energy. Yeah, that well, bad there's juju. also the the one with the the glass of water, and you have to have a huevo in it. And every morning you wake up and you dump out that that uh, glass of water at your front door, your front step, and uh, and I guess you can do it in the form of a cross. But that's supposed to get all the negative energy, all the yeah. And I've I've heard that, that before. The the one that I heard before was uh, it's. Well, I mean, for here the tattoo shop, and I know they do it. It, it, and it's not a Mexican thing. It's it's pretty cross cultural. I know a lot of uh, like Chinese people uh, downtown that have uh, you know little shops do it, but they'll mop up their floors from the very back of the store to the very front, and you know they'll they'll mop the hell out of it, and then once it gets to the front, that mop water they'll dump it out on the front steps of their business. Oh right, and you know it's I've seen that. Yeah, and it's supposed to be uh, washing away all the bad vibes or whatever it is that they're doing. 
And I always thought that was like really amazing because I mean this, and it's funny because you have these, you know, these uh, people from you know wherever they're from downtown that that do this, and then you have Mexican people that do the exact same thing, but at their houses, you know. And here at the tattoo shop, we're really not superstitious. We don't do a lot of, you know, we don't do a lot of funky stuff. We really don't. And for the most part, you know, we we come, we open up, we get to work, we get we we leave at the end of the day, and that's it. But, you know, there's some places it's like, oh, man, I got to, you know, light some hippie sticks up and get some incense going. And I got to have these good vibes for day, today. And I've got to have my little glass of water by the door. And it always kind of weirded me out because I, I don't understand that, man. You know, I, I get it, but I don't understand it, which is kind of weird. Yeah, well, I. Uh, I don't know, man, I. Uh, I've never really experienced anything to where, you know, I feel like it's 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 part of me, you know, like that yeah. that um yeah, I've I've heard of all the, you know, the the purse and the and and the the key with the pin and all that stuff, but I don't know. I mean, does it work? Does it work? Is, I don't know, your, but it, is your family really traditional Mexican? My the only one that was traditional Mexican was my grandma, and she yeah, passed away a long time ago. Usually how and it, it just kind of you know it died with it, with her. Yeah, and right? I think that's the funny thing about all this whole thing is that that's usually how it works, man. It's usually that one, you know, that one grandma, that one grandpa that was just like, I was born in Mexico, and this is how we've always done it, and this is just how it is, and you know, it's just kind of. You know, strange. It's kind of strange. It really is that, you know, like my grandmother was uh, born in Texas. My my great grandmother was born in Texas too, but this was back when Texas was Mexico. So she, st- they both still had a lot of weird, man, just weird stuff that they would do. And you know, I remember my mom was telling me a story one day about, you know, she's digging in the garden you know, out, outside of. Um, outside of my great-grandmother's house, and she finds, like, some medallion. And the medallion, it was, like, a, a mercury medallion, which I guess is something they used to do back in the day. And uh, the medallion had a picture of, like, the devil in it. Ooh, you know, like, really crazy. And, uh, <clears throat> or it was a, a locket. That's exactly what it was. She opened the locket and had a picture of the devil, and everybody in the house freaks out, and they try, they, they stuff it in a coffee can with, like, gasoline and uh, newspaper, and they tried burning it, but since it was mercury, it wouldn't melt. And it was just like this big, just this big thing. And for some reason, my great-grandmother was just like, I know what to do. And she, like, took it and bundled it away and, like, threw it away. And, like, some, like, something about it had to be thrown away in, like, moving water. So she found, like, a stream or something. It was, it, it was just one of those stories that, you know, your, your family tells when you're when you're little and it but it was always one of those things that was like i'm not superstitious man like whatsoever but it was that weird like it just gave you this weird feeling in the pit of your chest like and it's that's a super mexican thing that the you know like and it was just it was just really it was strange man and i i like that i like that's one of the things i like about i guess about being in Laredo, in general, because in Laredo, it's a little bit more magnified than it is in other places. That you have like the the whole uh, when you hit your elbow, you know, don't 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 rub it. You know, uh, 
why do they do that? You know, you know. No, I don't know that one. Yeah, uh, Essel's wife was telling me about that right now. That when you hit your elbow, you don't rub it because it's considered bad luck. So, like, you know, when you smash your funny bone or something. I weird, man. My uh, my son, when he was, you know, before he was, he even turned one. You know, maybe even a toddler, like a two. You know, he would start crying and crying and crying, wouldn't stop crying, right? And was there, there comes Tia Becky. Is habla la Becky, habla la Tia Becky, and here comes Becky, and it's like, que le que le haga la curandera con el con el huevo. Oh man, the huevo, the huevo, the huevo, and you know, le hicieron ojo, and she's doing her thing and praying and this and that, and then you crack it and put it in the, the glass, in the of, glass water. of water and, and see it, you know, overnight. And then in the morning, it's, if it's something, it's bad. So, if it oh, was, you know. so, so the, way, the way it's supposed to work is um, you get a, an egg and you rub it all over the person's body right. in, in the form of cross. And you're supposed to do it from your head to your chest, your shoulders, your uh, arms, all the way down. And while you're doing this, you're supposed to do the Our, our, our Father prayer. That's uh-huh. the prayer you're supposed to say. And you're, you just do it over and over again until you finally get through the whole body. And once you're done, you're supposed to crack this egg in a full glass of water. And when it hits the water, when the egg um, hits that water, you're supposed to see these little white pebbles. And the white pebbles is the, the bad juju, the bad, you know, uh, vibes or whatever th- that whoever gave you a hole was pulled out of your body and uh, it's supposed to sit there overnight for you know whatever reason it's supposed to sit there overnight and then the next morning I guess you flush it or you throw it out or whatever and that's supposed to cure you from your from your uh, oh from your evil eye right and that's the thing though it's really funny is that evil eyes same thing man it's just it's a thing that's been around you know, since the dark ages, everybody, everybody from one side of the earth to the other has has their own version of the evil eye. It just so happens that, you know, it, Mexicans have a, a way to combat it with an egg. <laughs> just yeah, cool, it's, man. it's just it's a it's a fussy child. And then you finally give it attention and yeah. it's been crying for a while. And you do this thing. And and you, have you ever had that happen? You, have you ever had that wibble thing happen to you? No, I've had the the. The, the palm, palm leaves, oh, yeah, yeah man. same me. thing. Palm, palm, the, the palm leaves. Yeah, palm on leaves. Me. Well, when I was a kid, I loved it when they do that to me. Because number one, it doesn't matter who you are, if your grandma's touching you and rubbing her fingers all over you, it feels amazing. Yeah, grandma, grandma fingers are awesome. But to top that off with a cold egg, holy shit! <laughs> As like an eight-year-old kid, it's the most amazing feeling ever. That you're just you're laying there and you're super still and they're rubbing this this cold egg on you and it's like oh that's so good that's so weird but it's so good of course you're gonna calm the fuck down when you're like a crazy four-year-old shit right. in your pants and then, you know you get a a cold egg and, and your grandma's touching all over you and you're gonna feel better i mean well that's how i try to rationalize it not saying that that's i mean it could be anything but it's just so weird it's weird that it, that's a thing that it, it it's it a calms thing the kid down yeah, you man. know and, and they're done it's you just, know it's just i don't know man so what else did you find in there did i don't know no else? i don't know uh bread on the ceiling another way people ward off demonic experiences by gluing a piece of bread to the ceiling <laughs> or over a door i always wondered how those breads never mold 
That's weird. I've never heard of that. That is another that thing, right? Whenever either. you get that bread from, from church, you know, have the you ever gotten some church. kind of like bread, blessed bread, never and it never that. molds? Huh. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I've, I've never. That's the weird thing about me, man. I've, I'm growing up, I was forced to go to church. I mean, my mom was Catholic, and uh, I grew up Catholic. But, well, growing up Catholic sounds a little more than it was. I was forced to go to church every Sunday, so I have no idea about any of that stuff. And I remember just being... Like you tuned it out? Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'd sit there and check out like chicks in their, in their, uh, in their you know, Sunday best. best, man. That was my thing. I was like 12 years old, 13 years old, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is kind of cool. There's like a, you know, an older lady, and she's probably like 25, 30 years old. And, and being 12, 13 years old, that's an older lady. Yeah. Oh, man, she's wearing a dress. She looks hot. And that was my thing when I was a kid. I would sit there and just kind of like, well, cool. My mom's dragging me to church. So, I mean, I don't know a lot about the ritual about Catholic churches and stuff like that. And But I do know, you know, there was Palm Sunday and the Ash Wednesday. And, you know, uh, but I never paid attention. I don't remember how, but they, they gave you a piece of bread at one point. And I, I don't remember it it's was not a, the it was no right? no it wasn't the communion bread it was at a specific time of the year and I don't know I don't remember why but they would give you a piece of bread and and that bread would never mold you'd have it for years and years and people would have it on a little you know made altar That's at, at weird, home and it man. just wouldn't mold that is very fucking weird <laughs> yeah. maybe they dipped it in wine or something I wine like made it. but you know what you just reminded me of some, uh, of, of another superstition that's really weird and it's not like a like a scary superstition um more than anything else, the fucking king's bread. What's it called? The Rosca de Reyes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird fucking superstition, but man. But that's not It is a superstition. It's a lot of this is, like, based off religion and just little rituals that... Well, I mean, it, it technically, superstition and religion are, like, is cousins. a belief. Yeah, they're cousins, you I know, guess. when you really think about it. But, no, because the superstition part about the Rosca de Reyes isn't the, the, the Rosca. It's the fact that it's, like... If you don't fucking do it, once you find that Jesus, you've had bad luck. <laughs> That's the superstition part. Or you're just an asshole. Or you're an asshole. <laughs> of course, but the most normal people would think that. So for, for people that don't know, the rosca de reyes, the, uh, what's a rosca? Like it's a bread. A, a bread, yeah. Uh, the king's bread. It's, it's, it's supposed to be with the story with the three kings that go to visit Jesus on the day of his birth. And what people do here and a lot of other places is they get this bread and it looks like a big, huge donut football. bread thing. Yeah, it's a right. donut the shape of a football. And inside of this donut is a baby Jesus figurine, a little it's tiny baby into Jesus. The bun, right? Yeah, it's baked into the bread. And um, you know that H-E-B sells them already? Yeah, hell the yeah, they do. In? Dude, yeah. Walmart sells them. I've seen it's them before. Up. So what, what they do is, you know, you, you have a party. And you have food and you have guests come over. And at the end of the night, you cut that bread up and everybody gets a piece. Well, the person who finds the baby Jesus has to throw the party for the next year. That's just how it goes. But the superstitious part is that if you don't throw the party for the next year, yes, you are an asshole. But supposedly, you know, your whole year is like bad luck after that. I thought I didn't know it was the next year. I thought uh, well, like the Easter, tra- no? the tradition or whatever in, in, in our uh, in my wife's family is that you throw the Super Bowl party. <laughs> that's oh, kinda, wow, that's kinda, which you're probably going to do anyways, right? Yeah. So you're just, I'm just going to invite an extra ten people over. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and you know what? That's another thing that I I, I think is really um, interesting is that 
especially being from Laredo, everybody is a football fan. I, I don't really give a shit about football. Either way, I don't have a favorite team. I, I, I enjoy the game. I think it's kind of cool. But, you know, like uh, everybody here loves the Cowboys. It's just a thing. It's a thing to be in Laredo and love the Cowboys or hate the Cowboys. It's one or the other. But damn it if there's not so many weird superstitions that these weird fans have, man. And it drives me crazy. I mean, I know a guy who, uh, you know, he watches the, the, the Cowboys religiously. And the dude, you know, when they play, he wears a certain pair of socks. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. Like, that's weird. And uh, I, I wear a certain pair of socks on Monday. No. I do. Get out of on here. On Mondays. Like the same pair of socks every Monday. Yeah, but I, it's kind of it turned into like by accident. But I, I've kind of noticed that on Mondays I do that, and it's because I'm watching wrestling and I wear those <laughs> wrestling socks. <laughs> See, that's cool though, man. I mean, but do you do you think that you do that because it's? Um, I didn't wear them once, and they lost. The tag team. Well, see, and that's 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 what I was about to say, man. That's exactly what I was about to say. Do do you do it because it's just superstition, or do you do it because it's that that weird Mexican Catholic guilt? It's like that. Fuck. You know fuck what? I don't really. I don't really believe in it, but but you know, it happened one time that I didn't do it, and, and they fucking lost. yeah, man, they lost, <laughs> and I and I don't want my my team to lose. That's that's on my team. I don't want my new day to lose. That's some crazy shit when you really think (laughs) of it. I think that's it, man. I mean, oh, wait, I got one more. Oh, hey, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. My grandma used to carry limes, the green ones, in her purse until they got spoiled and or like they turned brown as fuck. Yeah, they turned brown. And uh, she'd have to, once they were brown as fuck, you should take them out of her purse and throw them as far as she could. Para que se vaya toda la mala suerte. All the bad, get all of the bad luck as far as you can. You throw that shit as far as you can. And, you know, if we were behaving <laughs> that day that they were fucking brown, she'd she let, let us throw, throw the, lim- the limes. <laughs> and we thought it was the coolest shit ever. But she carried fucking limes in her purse. Wow. Big ass Bad. fucking nope. purse. Nope. No. Never heard that before. Yeah, I never heard no. of that wow. either, man. That's man. crazy. And my grandma's cool. You know what? And I'm, 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 you know, I'll be honest, man. Uh, right before we did this podcast today, uh, Brenda's grandma came over and did a cleaning of the shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a little background to that. Uh, we've been having, uh, man, I don't know. I, I guess, dry spell? Well, it's not just a dry spell. I mean, yeah, it's been a dry spell, but we've been she, having a very... Uh, uh, unfortunate series of events at the shop. And, you know, like, I'm not really superstitious at all. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this today because, you know, uh, Brennan's grandma came and did this, and it was um, it was really cool. She came in. She did some prayers. Uh, she burnt some incense from one side of the shop to the other. She did some incantations or whatever she did. While she was doing this, I, I crossed the street to go to the convenience store. Not and, knowing uh, they had started, right? No, no, yeah, I knew oh, they started. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I knew that they were already yeah. going to start. And so I left thinking, oh, man, I mean, you know. so I, I walk and you were probably gone for about 10 minutes. We come back and she's already outside. Well, I didn't see that she was outside, but I, I got across the street and I see everybody outside because everybody was hanging out outside anyways. And I got this weird feeling like, oh, man, this is weird, man. And I'm like, I bet she's done. I cross the street, you know, and she's done. And it wasn't like a superstitiously weird feeling. It was like, oh, yeah, man, I bet she's done already because it was really quick. I crossed the street and I had this weird, like, chest, uh, uh, 
man, I can't explain it. I had a weird, like, a lightning of my chest. Like, oh, like it felt just really light. And I was like, that's fucking weird. As soon as I stepped in the parking lot. And I'm like, maybe it's just in my head, man, that I... Yeah, that that was... It could be, but, but like, spiritual shit like that, grandmas, like, just, they're, they're believing in anything. It's, if you think about it, it's powerful. Of course it's powerful, yeah, man. It's just... I don't know. It's just passion and love and positive energy. It's just someone just, I don't know. There's a lot to say about grandmas. How does a grandma get that? Like, how does... Dude, how they're, how they're is seniority. she? They're old, is man. It, is yeah. it that? Like, is it just Tons an old wise woman? You know? Yeah, pretty much. It has a lot to do with wisdom. Like, she, I was dropping her off right after, you know, the whole ritual thing. And she's telling me, like, you know what? It's taken me a lot of shit to get to where I'm at right now. She's like, of course, she's telling me in Spanish. She's like, uh, how can I translate this? She's basically telling me, like, uh, I've done bad shit. She's like, I, I've used the things that I know how to do, the things that I do for you guys. She's like, I've, I've done, you know, the cartas and this and that. And she's like, and I regret it because I've paid for, I paid my dues for doing yeah. things like that. But uh, now that I'm older, she's like, I've got all these years under my belt. And I know things, and I've seen things, and I've felt things, and I've experienced everything. And that's how I know these things are going to work for you, because I love you, and I'm, I love, you know, Gabe, and I love the shop and everything you guys do. And it's just positive energy. She's like, I'm, I'm giving that to you, and that's all I want. And I just, just hearing her say things like that, it's just... Oh, it's comforting. It's, just, it's comforting, and it just, you know, it gets you right in the feels, like... <laughs> and it just feels like she just, she just knows what she's talking about, I guess, from... Just so many years of so much. How she got into this in the first place? Like, was it her grandma that that was doing this, or her parents that were? Honestly, I have no clue. But uh, it wasn't her parents. She was she's adopted, and uh, she had like a very unfortunate childhood. So she must have picked it up, you know, as an older adult or something. But it's something that she's passed on to all of us. You know, her kids. She's got four kids. My mom's one of them and my cousins and we don't although some of us may ne- not necessarily believe you know all this hocus pocus or whatever people want to call it but we out of habit i don't know we've just accepted it and we we go along with it we just it's just something that we do i don't know D- is your mom thinking about continuing this type of you know i don't know i, I ritual i don't i don't know is it a ritual? I don't. Uh, I, don't I, I would guess so, right? Like a ritual, cleansing ritual, kind of thing. I, I. Would you be interested in keeping this you know type what? of thing I would going? Because, because I want to be that badass grandma that that passes this on to my grandkids. I want to be able to, you know, whatever it is. Well, I hope that you know my life gives me all these experiences that I can, you know, develop all this wisdom and pass on to to my grandkids. I would like to. I, I would. It's something I would want to ask my mom. Actually, and it's funny that we were talking about that. We were just talking about that. that it's it, it's one of those things. that's like this is all. It's disappearing. Yeah, and and it's, it's going. You don't, I don't want it to die out. Like things like this, like our culture, and our values and our beliefs. I want to teach my children all these things and and tell them you know, all these stories. You know the limones and this <laughs> and that. Like I want them to appreciate it just as much as I do because. It's a part of me. It's part of who I am. Believing, believing in it or not, it's just it's made me me. 
it's made Laredo Laredo, you know, it's made your carnes good, you know, these yeah, limones getting thrown as far as they can. That's why your fajita tastes so good. You <laughs> yeah, know? It's, just, it's just who we are. And I, I would like to continue. It. I that hope that it doesn't kids. die out. It's important to me to pass these things on. Yeah, man. I, it, like we said, I, I don't know anybody in my side of the family that would be continuing all, all that stuff. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I got uh, I got a cleansing done once because I watched a couple of movies that kind of freaked the crap out of me when I was like eight or ten. And, uh, and But from then on, I don't remember of anything like that happening again and you know, in my life. Me growing up, man, it was... Man, I mean, my my grandmother on my mom's side was all about that man, and she loved having people come over and read her cards, and uh, she had people come over and do the the limpiadas with a with a palmas, and she had, uh, you know, every time something we got sick, bust out the egg, yeah, you know, like um, there was there was always something, and it, uh, for as long as I remember, I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't like a it's not like a weird part of my life. It wasn't like oh. This so strange it was we were just so you know we're used to it and it was like it happened all the time so you know me thinking back i mean like honestly up until recently i never really thought about it i never it like it never crossed my mind that it was like holy shit you know what this is kind of weird that somebody else somewhere else like this didn't happen to them what is uh like is your mom or your your grandma like catholic or does she yeah she's 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 catholic as fuck and she's super mexican (laughs) she's she's from mexico she had her family here but she's fucking catholic so that's why i was saying earlier like i think a lot of this goes back to being a little bit of you know Catholic and some of your Mexican this. Oh, I think it has a lot to do with this. Like it's Catholicism. Just, yeah. Everything was, is just mixed in of together. Of course, yeah. Was your family when doing all this stuff? Were, were they cat? Well, they were so Catholic, too, right? Man, yeah, yeah. man. My grandmother, uh, she wasn't. Um, my mom is like hardcore Catholic. I mean, she's my mom's kind of weird because she's tried it all. She's oh. you know she was like. Um, what are they called? There was a Jehovah Witness, Witness for a Witness. while. And, and she did a bunch of weird stuff like that. But she's always stuck to Catholicism. Majority of the Catholics, in my opinion, are people that go to church out of habit. Yeah. It's all it is. It's, it's a, habit, a habit, man. And they go to church out of... One of the... I don't know what the definition of superstition is, but superstition, from what I understand, is it's a... Um, it's kind of like you're scared. You're doing something to not have something bad happen to you. You don't cross the fucking uh, crack so you don't break your mother's back. It's a a cause and effect kind of thing. And I kind of feel that Catholicism is like that too. It's a fucking cause and effect thing. I am scared shitless to die. And I don't want to go to a bad place. So I'm going to go to church every Sunday just to make sure That that I don't go to that place. Maybe I believe in it. Maybe I don't. Well, thank you very much, man. Um, this was the first episode of uh, Culture Shock, and it was really fun. Something um, different. I'm glad you guys came out to hang out. Jerry. For sure. um, Jerry runs his own podcast, The J-Ram Show, J-Ram which I Show. really, really enjoy. He does a lot of... Uh, he does a lot of of uh, with pop culture stuff, pop which culture. is pretty cool, man. You know, that's cool. And one of the things I kind of wanted to stay away from because, not just because you do it, but because you do it really well. And I think that I wouldn't, eh. I wouldn't do it justice, eh. man. So, eh. you know, that's cool. 
And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, thank man, you. for sure. I, I love this. So, I love doing this you stuff. Know, we're, we're gonna try. I mean, if you enjoy this, we're, we're gonna try to do a couple more and, and see where it goes. And thank you to Brenda Rodriguez for. Thank you, Brenda. Thanks for having me, guys. This yeah. is totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much for everybody. That's the one thing about podcasts that makes um, makes everybody kind of like, all right, well I can't in hear my, my own voice. I'm I well in my element right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was episode one of uh, Culture Shock. And if you dig it, you know, download it, save it, listen to it. And if you don't, comment so- on it. You don't comment on it. And if you didn't like it, man, tell all your friends how much we suck so they can check us out and they can fucking figure it out for themselves. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool, man. Thanks, cool. guys. I want to thank Chris from Cafe Dolce for coming out and talking to us about food. You should visit him at Cafe Dolce either downtown or their north location. I also want to thank my wife, Brenda Rodriguez, for coming in and showing us a little glimpse into her life growing up with crazy superstitions. Thank you very much, and I hope you liked it. Culture Shock, Episode 1.